Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 25th of August and a sad day for all Rolling Stones fans. Vale Charlie Watts. As usual though, with all the information contained in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. And if you need to, you can read the PowerPoint slide here or you can head on over to our website if you're listening on a podcast and read our disclaimer there. All right, well, a pretty uh, wishy-washy night really in the Dow. And despite the fact that we've seen the three and a half trillion dollar stimulus package uh, passed. Uh, the uh, Dow futures only up a modest amount. So uh, not a huge amount to go on, as they say, but it is all positive, at least. So that is uh, a good thing. We had the Dow up 31 points, or 0.09%, 35,366. That's an astonishing number. NASDAQ, 15,020, up 77 points, busting through the 15,000 level. Once again, we're seeing record closes on US markets, up half a percent. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, up 7 points, 0.15% to 44.86. So once again, US markets seeing good corporate earnings lifting sentiment. We are in the dog days of summer, and it does tend to rally into those dog days of summer before the September Labor Day holiday, which is the official close of the US frolicking season. We do, of course, have the uh, Jackson Hole Virtual Summit kicking off on Thursday in the US. Uh, That's held by the, uh, I think it's the Kansas City Fed uh, hold that uh, symposium for central bankers. The VIX index is up uh, 0.41%, 17.22. And as a result, we have seen SPY futures rising 18 points overnight or 0.24% to 74.53 but suspect today will be about resources more than banks and industrials yet again we have got uh, Brent crude up 3.35% $2.30 back up to 71.05 and WTI up 2.9% or $1.90 to 67.54 we are seeing commodity prices rally on the back of China clamping down on COVID-19 with zero cases now and the hope that they will stimulate the economy once again to get it out of its funk uh, now that they've got COVID under control. We saw the gold price up $2.20 or 0.12%, 1808.50. And the iron ore price having a big bounce on that hope that China will stimulate its economy up $12.10 to 148.60. So you can't say there's not a lot of volatility in the iron ore price, up 8.86%. Aussie dollar under no pressure, really, 72.51. In other commodities, we had copper up 1%, nickel up 0.8, aluminium up 0.3, zinc had a good night up 2.3, lead up 0.24, tin up 1.7%. And in the UK, we had BHP up 1.3, Rio up 3%, and similar amounts in the US for both BHP and Rio. In terms of tech stocks in the US, Facebook's up half percent, Google up 0.87%, Amazon up 1.2% there. You can see here the S&P 500. Uh, It looks uh, quite volatile, but in reality, it wasn't that volatile. A very much a flatline-y kind of day, closing up 6.7 points, 44.86 there. As far as major stories go, uh, the US continues to record strong earnings 
and that is good news and the market is bouncing back off the back of that. New cases coming off the peaks in early Delta surge states, but risks abound. It does look as if the Delta surges last about two months before they get back under control. So hopefully that's some good news for Sydney siders at the moment. In the wake of full Pfizer approval, Biden presses business and public leaders to institute vaccine mandates. And Chinese tech stocks had their biggest day for a long time. One of the Chinese tech ETFs had its biggest jump ever, I think. Kathy Wood buying back into Chinese tech, helping and also soothing words from the Chinese authorities. And MSCI chief dismisses concerns about the investability of China stocks following recent Beijing's regulatory crackdown. Container ships also resumed docking at Ningbo's Meishan terminal after a two-week pause. And Democrat uh, moderates reject Pelosi's offer to end stand-up over budget resolution. And heading into Jackson Hole, funds maintain that net long positions in 10-year futures for a sixth straight week. Major stories coming out of our market today. Uh, we do have, uh, once again, a huge drop of results coming. And we have got uh, some economic news from the RBA. The Deputy Head of Payments Policy, Ellis Connolly, speaking at a conference. That will be riveting, no doubt. Construction work done in Q2 and New Zealand trade balance for July, which we're all hotly anticipating. As I said, Rio and BHP both stronger in the US. BHP up 1.1%, Rio up 3.4%. Square, well, it's hip to be square, down 0.1% in the US. But today will all be about afterpay results for that particular equation. And they certainly are swinging to a big net loss. 159.4 million in financial year 2021. Uh, 22.9 million in the prior year. So clearly gearing up for that expansion and uh, reinvesting money back into the business. But none seems to be dropping through much to the bottom line. But it will be a question about squares price rather than just afterpay's price. 10 year yield in Australia, in US 1.28%, Australia 1.15%, Germany still minus around 048 in the papers today, Western areas look playing hardball with IGO and they're looking at leverage to rising nickel prices given that Western areas has been a perennial disappointer in nickel uh, production and uh, profits. I don't know if they've got too many legs to stand on in terms of playing hardball with IGO, but we shall see. They'll do their best to try and extract the maximum price, but it has been one of the biggest shorted companies around because it has not been particularly well run, although it does offer the any sort of big cap pure nickel exposure that we've had in our market. So it has attracted interest because of that. And obviously that's why IGO is looking at it. Medibank Private posts the best dividend in two years, profit up 40%. Bavura, though, had a difficult and tough year in the UK. Final dividend of six cents. Northern Star profit up nearly 300%, 299.7. I don't know why they couldn't have just rounded that up to 1.03 billion and all in sustaining costs of 1483, which is up slightly from 1350 last year. Oil Search and Woodside are, have agreed to their merger terms, according to media reports, and the final deal to, bo- to be announced next week. Aluka Profit up 62% to $129 million, dividend of $0.12, cents, and Seven Group pays its biggest dividend ever at $0.23, cents. revenue up 6.1%, and Kerry Stokes set to retire from being chair. 
And big block trade around today, the IDP stake that some of the universities own, IEL is the stock code. Block trade looks to be happening. 15% of that stock looks to be up for grabs today. It's worth around $1.17 billion and bids will have to be in to the broker concerned at 4.10 this afternoon. Question of the day today, there's so much talk about earnings, it's nice to actually think about something else. And Vale, Charlie Watts. So question of the day today is completely off finance. What is your favourite Rolling Stones song? That's it from me today. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights. As always, it's going to be another busy day today with results. And tomorrow, of course, we've got Super Thursday where we have a slew of results dropping as well. So it's going to be busy. So keep your eyes on the newsletter. And there's always something there that will take your fancy. But thanks very much for listening and have a great day. 